hello guys um yeah so today is a very beautiful day because today i have a very special guest somebody i really respect so much and um he's gonna be talking a lot about um his formative years and how he was able to navigate his um life through his teenage years and as a young adult he's going to be giving us so many advice and um, um, I'm so privileged to have him because I really respect him and um, his name is our guest today his name is Mike Mafidor yeah and he is the senior research economist and SSA to the governor of Nasrara State Government on investments and economic planning. Yeah, so good to have you here, Mr. Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah. And good day, guys. Hi. Welcome. Yeah, so we're going to really kick off pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. And um, here goes my first question. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that all of us want to know, especially um, our listeners. So our first question is, what was your background like? Give us a typical scenario of what it was like growing up. All right. Thank you very much. Um, so I would say my background was kind of missed missed in the sense that it was really really a challenging background um but also there was this opportunity that i had because my parents were educated so um while my, my both parents were civil servants they were both teachers uh, my mom was teaching at a primary school and my dad was teaching in a secondary school and but again it was at a time when you know the welfare of teachers was at the lowest ebb in this country so you know even to when you want to rent a house at that time you know um, landlords would or caretakers would not want to give you a house when they realize that you're a teacher because apparently they knew you wouldn't be able to pay and make up your rent so it was a really difficult background uh, where um, holidays you're constantly going to the farm uh, weekends you're going to the farm public holidays you're going to the farm at a very tender age and you, you don't just go there to play around you go there to work uh, you know portions are given to you to work uh, but again i i think the area where i was also opportune, even though yes there was this challenge um, around the what's the sort of economy at home um, because I would, I would categorize us as poor us at the time but the opportunity i had was that opportunity of having parents who were educated and they ensured that you know the best legacy they could leave for us was to educate us so our education was not toyed with um we were not we didn't really interact that much with kids around. We were mostly engaged in either we were engaged in were in school or we were going to running going to um, going to the farm with our parents, with my dad especially, you know, or we were on our books. So it was really revolving around that. Yes, we had one or two friends at that very early 
formative years uh, but most importantly it was around school farm school farm you know maybe church um, and the likes at some point my mom had a restaurant and so we had to go to the restaurant to support her to you know to sell mm -hmm. food at that time you guys were everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah so it was a mixed um yeah but again even at that i think we because of the setting in which we grew up even though we were so we were very poor we still had people who looked up to us as <laughs> yeah, a bit of <laughs> you know they look up they look up to us and you know maybe i would say envy if i could use that word um so i i at some point i just realized that no matter the level you are you know there is someone that is looking up to you to say i wish i could be that person oh, well yeah. yeah so so why you, you are looking at yourself as oh i'm at the lowest ebb no no, no there's not like the lowest ebb right yeah. so there's always someone that is looking up to someone that is looking yeah. up to someone yeah. like it just never ends it's like a cycle Wow. You know, believe me, Dangote is looking at someone and saying, I want to be like Are this person. Are you for person. real, Dangote himself? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so on to the next question then. Um, so in your formative years, we will all like to know because we want to know what really, 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 really brought you to this stage of your life, like how successful you are and how you're doing so well right now want to know how you started so in your formative years as a teenager and as a young adult now these are two different scenarios a teenager and then a young adult what were the events that formed your belief and guided you to what you are today i would say there was this there was something that was there was something that was just innate within me. I don't know how it was planted, maybe from my church background or from my parents' words. Um, there was this, there's always this consciousness of who I am, um, you know, the family you come from, this consciousness of don't let my don't let your parents down, this consciousness of you have to be disciplined. It's been it, it it has been something that has carried me through. So let me speak to the, my teenage years, and then I'll speak to the my adult years, my young adult years. Um, my teenage year was really a time I was trying to discover myself. Um, I didn't know who I was at that time, but I just, I just, I just knew there was something. There was a piece that was missing. And I was trying to discover myself. I was trying to, I was asking, I was asking so much questions, even around my Christian faith. I was asking questions like, okay, how, who made the earth? I would answer myself. I would say, okay, God made the earth. <laughs> okay. I would, no, then as I then I would say, Jesus made the earth. Mm -hmm. I'll say, okay, so how did Jesus come? I'll say, oh, Jesus came from God. <laughs> I would not say, okay, how did God come? Like, can, like, I, I was trying to understand, like, I was trying to imagine the earth, like a place where there was nothing, like something started, like, like what started the beginning? There was a, in the Bible, in the beginning, but before yeah. the beginning, what was the beginning? Like, yeah. so I was, I was, I was trying to, so I was struggling with understanding what Christianity was. I was trying, I was struggling with understanding 
why we should do certain things why should we go to church i was just struggling with a lot of things i in fact at that time at some point i was struggling to go to church on sunday morning i'll pack bring out my clothes and say i want to wash that i don't have clothes to go to church right um, i'll try to go late to church so that i won't spend too much time there so it was really a time i was just really struggling with a lot of questions and there was as at that time there was really no no support mechanism or there was really nobody that was there to answer those questions mm. when you ask your parents questions around your christianity and all that what you hear you you could receive a beating you know for doubting the christian faith right whereas you were just really trying to ask a question and understand why we do certain things you know and so because of that it was difficult money devotion was difficult i saw education too as at that time as i couldn't just wait to leave secondary school mm. so when i was in primary school i was looking at my elder ones in secondary i was like oh my god because i had i had 30 percent you know before myself i was like when will i get to secondary school i hate primary school i hate primary school i want to leave i can't so in secondary school and my main concern was in secondary schools they were not given assignments they were not giving homework so they give them assignments maybe once in a while or some subjects we just give them assignment but give you assignments that's in secondary school yeah. but in primary school you are sure every day they will give you some my teacher then they call it take home biscuits <laughs> <laughs> every day you were sure of it you know sometimes it's in the morning I, will, I when i wake up i remember i have not done my homework i run into the toilet you know or when going to the school the back of my friend will be the you know will be my table so he's leading and will be I'm working on the assignment on the homework from his back wow. you know but again i was i, I, I think I, I was very brilliant god helped me i was uh, i wasn't reading that much but again i was coming tops in my class but really, know. what was your snacks then? Really, really, really. Yeah, so I think I was just able to, I was able to, during the classes, I was able to listen and quickly grasp things and understand things. I was given a double promotion at some point. I rejected it. I don't know why, but I just told my teacher, like, I don't want it. I want to follow the ranks. Oh, <laughs> you know, I've always done, yes, I've always not wanted to cut corner. I didn't know, no, no, let me follow the, like, I was given a double promotion from primary one to primary three. I said, no, I want to go to primary two. Like the proprietor looked at me and like, how come? How did you? Is this is this is someone influencing? I said no, I don't want the double promotion. I want I don't want to miss. As I said, I didn't know what I was doing, but I just knew I shouldn't be mixing a class because I was mm. brilliant and all. I should just wow. go through the ranks, um, which was helpful. You know, debate competitions. You might imagine, you know, having a debate competition where, um, you um you know what a man for instance what a man can do a woman can do it better mm-hmm. right so primary three primary four was in primary three primary four was defending that a woman cannot do it better mm-hmm. normally you would assume that anybody that will be coming to say a woman can do it better should be a woman but yeah. guess what yours truly was the one defending <laughs> <laughs> that a woman can do it better so yeah so it was just a mixed um so so yeah so my teenage years was really that point of i was trying to discover myself and it was basically centered around your discovering who you are through religion and education yes and even even in terms of social life right i was very I, i i was very pious when it comes to the female folks my engagement with the female folks so I, I I I didn't know how to engage with the female folks. I didn't know how to. So I was a very calm person. 
So I was also trying to discover myself in that area, and I got it. I got into um a um I got influenced by a wrong company because the teenage years mm. really is that point of your life where you know you have people who have you can easily be influenced by peer pressure mm. at that point in time mm. because you've not really discovered yourself mm. and so you might want to be chatting the course another person is chatting it might not be the appropriate course mm. so at that point I, I i to some extent because of peer pressure i almost derailed mm. that was the first time i i tasted alcohol mm. because i was trying to belong mm. you know that was the first time so i it was the first time i entered into i had an issue that in fact i was contemplating suicide wow you know for the first time i was really contemplating suicide and running away from home mm. because of what pressure had pushed me into mm. all right but thank god i was able to survive that but you see this car didn't live for a long time i can tell you it took over 10 years Wow. For that scar to live, that I could talk about it comfortably without crying. Mm. Because of one stupid mistake I made during my teenage years, mm. right? Yeah. All because I wanted to belong. I wanted to, you know, feel among and feel as though. Mm. So, because sometimes, that's why as in our teenagers, we need to be very careful and deliberate about what we do, you know, the and people and the association, the people you hang yeah, around with. Yeah. You must be, and, fully, and you know, my siblings, thing. my elder ones were warning me then. My parents were warning me about this company. I'll say, ah, I, I would, you, you know, like I feel wise, like, ah, you know, they, they don't know what they're, 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 you know, you know, when you are the, I was sagging, you know, <laughs> you feel, <laughs> you feel you're the, and then, you know, people are whispering to you, oh, fine boy, fine boy, like, you, know, you know, what's up, if you, you know, know what's up, you know, what's uh, up. you know, so, but again, it was all the process of, all through the process of this There are people who never came out of those sort of paths. There are people yeah. who have lost their life on that path. Yes. So, the truth is... Are there are people around you that lost their way? Yeah, of course. I had, I had, I have a lot. Yes, I have a lot of people who, in my, during my second, during my, in my secondary school, I had, a, I had some guys who... Will leave the class and go into the bush to do a man and smoke, you know, mm. anything you could think of. In fact, as I then they were doing, they were doing jazz, you know, because the area I come from. Mm. As at secondary school, people were young, young boys in GS3, SS1, GS2, mm. yeah. they were already doing jazz to fight and mm. for women, right? right? Wow. You know, smoking. So initially, there was a teacher. So let me not just cut long story short. Immediately, we left school. One of immediately we left secondary school. Yeah. One the first one died. Oh. Wow. Two others are like two other, two others in that gang, you know, they are nothing to write them about today. Mm. You know? These were the happening guys in class. Wow. Like they could come to the front of the class and say, Everybody shut up. If anybody talks in this class in the next five minutes, <laughs> right? But these are people who now see us. Now yeah. they see me. I that was very quiet then and I was being oppressed. Yeah. Now, when some of these guys who were the reigning guys then, yeah. when they see me now, they tell, ah, bros, bros. Wow. They call me bros. They can't even mention my name, wow. right? So you will just discover that life, if you're, if, you're, if you're patient, if you're focused and disciplined, at the end of the day, you know, life will favor you. Yes. You cannot, you cannot cheat. You cannot cheat your way through. Mm. So, yeah, so, so, so the, the teenager is a very... 
is a very delicate part of one's mm. life that and you need to be able to build a lot of discipline yeah. focus at that time mm. you know when you when you are trying to when you are you need to be able to get the right company and yeah. seek the right advice yeah. from the right source yes. the advice i was getting was from people who were also discovering themselves mm. so when you are taking it's, so it's just like the blind leading the blind yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, when I got into trouble, they all left and they made more clear of me. Mm. These same people who led me into the the, the, the trouble I went into. Mm. At the end of the day, they were the people that made more clear of me the yeah. most. And they left me in the middle of it. Mm. Right? So, yeah. but thankfully enough, thank God, you know, even though they were scarce, but thank God I came out, you know, alive and well. Yes. Because like I said, I was attempting, su- I was contemplating suicide and just, just to run away. Yeah. Um, but thank God, you know, for some support system that later came and helped me through uh, and the likes. That was my teenage experience, um, really. I learned a bitter lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could talk to my teenage self, I would just tell him, just relax, calm down. Yeah. You know, get advice from the right people. Yeah. Read books, yeah. good books. Um, and don't be swayed. Don't be deceived by what you think it's um, the reigning thing. You want trend. to be the, the trend, yeah. the reigning guy, right? So that was it. On my young adults, um, I would categorize that as when I got into the uni. Yes. Yeah. Um, I got into the uni and, you know, without even trying to... I had a lot of I had a lot of um, expectations about the university. Mm. So when I got in, I I I can't even remember how I made a friend, but I could just remember that we were in a class, we in our first class. Um, you know, so someone raised an issue. I supported the issue. We were like the only two persons that were against everybody in class on a particular issue. Mm. So that just bonded us together to say, mm. oh, if both of us can be on the same side on this issue, then we should be this. <laughs> you know, so we said we became friends immediately. I never knew him from Jack. Wow. We just became friends yeah. and we started rolling. A third guy, a third guy came, joined us. Mm. We became three. That was in your first year. In my first year in uni. Okay. But these guys were over were far older and okay, one of them was far older, the other one was not, but it was older than me anyway. Mm. And my mom had taught me how to cook soup, how to cook beans, how to cook little things, so so that I could save money and not spend too much, yeah. right? So I started that. But these guys would come to my room, like, ah ah, Mike, what, what are you cooking? There's one e tree. One lecturer said there's one e tree, so let's go there and check. <laughs> so don't worry, we will pay. They will pay initially, but then one day you will pay. <laughs> so we went there, they will buy food, I would, I would eat. So I stopped cooking. Mm. And, you know, over time, they now started saying, ah, today you, you will pay. Tomorrow you, you pay. And so the little resource I had, one of them was from a wealthy family. So my little resource I would have saved by cooking, I was now spending it on, you know, each year and trying to also be along, be among. Yeah. Um, yeah, but be on the same level, right? So, not knowing that the two guys I was moving with, they were cultists. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I almost derailed too at that point because it was just having this, it was good working in the university and people are clearing road for you, like mm. everybody's just shifting <laughs> and then 
you know, they are greeting people. Are greet people who who see you with them mm-hmm. when they see you, even when you're walking alone. They are greeting you specially. Yeah. And I'm asking myself, ah, why is this guy greeting me specially? <laughs> Not knowing that it's because of the people who they are seeing yeah. me with, and I never knew. Yeah. You know, until one particular day, you know, we wrote a test. We didn't do well. We went to the to 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 one of the rooms of one of, one of one of the guys, and then before you know, one of them took me. I was telling me about the cult. I should join the cult and all that. You know, and this has been the, one of the fears of my dad. He said I he said I was too he said I had too much mind and he's scared that I, I might join a cult when I get to school. <laughs> you know, but I said that but I, I could tell anytime I was derailing, I could always there's something once you are once you are once you have Christ in you, once you have the Holy Spirit, when you are derailing, he will be prodding you. Yeah. He will prod you until the point when you get into a level, you get to a level of disobedience, and he leaves you. Mm. The first time you commit a sin, the first time you do something, even if not a sin, the first time you you do something that is not in line with what you're called to do, he will prod you. Yeah, you will feel that 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 still is within you. There's a something still small voice that will tell you you are wrong. Yeah, don't try to justify it to say, oh, I, after all, I didn't do anything. After all, they are just my friends. After all. Yeah, some call you that know, some, conscience. Yeah, some people call that conscience, but it's actually the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because people who are, who are not who are not born again, they don't have conscience. Their conscience is already set like that, like a, like an iron, like the Bible will say. So I had a prodding that meant this path you are going is a dangerous path. I had the prodding. Mm. But I kept on like, oh, I wasn't doing any bad thing. I wasn't doing any bad thing, you know. <laughs> until there were issues that came up, they were always fighting. We'll go out, they were, they were constantly fighting. I was constantly separating the fights, and people were now, and you know, at some point it became so because sometimes you know, the people now start seeing you as you know, part of them, and yeah, so but they were constant. The two days will not go by without both of them fighting someone. Like in and out of school, so and but I was this gentle person. I was always trying to settle, trying to make peace. I was struggling. It was affecting academic wise. When it's time for exam, I would read. They won't read. When is when we get into the hall, mm. they will sit around me mm. to copy me. <laughs> now, when they are copying from me, the lecturer, I'm the one they would say they would catch and say stand up. Wow. Like I'm not the one copying. You know. Somebody's <laughs> copying from me. The people copying from me will be so. And then I realized what my elder sister used to tell me that, see, there's a light that you will carry. Mm. People will do certain things and go free, but you, the first time you will try, you will be, you will get caught. Mm. So when you see people around doing certain things, you see your 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 you know your your acquaintance or people around you mm. misbehaving, doing certain things and going free. Because of certain light you carry, you cannot do so. A dark man walking in darkness can can easily, you know, move past without anybody noticing. Yeah. But when you are when you carry light or you're wearing a white shirt and you're going through darkness, you will be noticed. Yeah. So I was always entering trouble. So sometimes they will seize me and my paper for thirty minutes, twenty minutes. I'm not the one copying. The people yeah. copying will continue co- writing what they need to write, yeah. what they can add. Yeah. My my own my own offense was for allowing people to copy from me, and I'm the one that they will be. There. So it was it was just crazy, you know. But I but I knew that I couldn't continue like this. Mm. But how to disconnect from them was difficult. So that's why sometimes I encourage young people, be deliberate about your friends. When you when you find that you know you are, you guys are not going to the same destination. Yeah. When you find that 
the path you are taking is not the is a path that will not lead you to your destination. Yeah. Cut off immediately. Yeah. Don't be emotional about it. It's yeah. your destiny you're saving. Yeah. Don't be emotional when it, you need to cut off a friendship. Cut it off. Yeah. Cut it off because the day that they want to cut you off, that they don't need you again, they won't think twice. It will be like this. Mm. They cut you off. Mm. Cut it off immediately. Don't. I wasted time, dragged and dragged until it was my best day. One of my one of my birthdays, I told myself I'm, I wasn't going to celebrate my birthday. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm telling a lot of stories. This was um, two hundred level second semester. Okay. It was my birthday, and I said I won't celebrate my birthday. I wanted some. I just want to be. I just want to go into a sober reflection, to reflect about my life, make certain decisions. Yeah. And here, here was it. When in class, these boys came and said, "Ah, you, you thought we will forget? Today's your birthday." <laughs> I said, I don't have money to do anything. They said, don't worry. We'll bring money. Uh, they, both of them contributed money. They said, we must celebrate it. Mm. So they called the hype men in class. The people mm. who, you know, were like the big boys. big boys. They informed them that today was Mike's birthday. They were having a They organized a party in a hotel. Wow. Organ- invited girls. Mm. Selected girls in class to participate in that. <laughs> So we went, uh, but I, in, within me, I was, I knew something was wrong. I, I knew this was not my life, yeah. but I was just sheepishly because I wasn't strong-willed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I've learned. You need to be strong-willed to yeah. navigate life successfully. Yeah. When you say you won't do certain things, don't let anybody force okay. you or change, you know, unless it's God. Yeah. Don't let anybody come to tell you. Don't worry. Like so, I w- I had made up my mind that day I would not celebrate. Yeah. That I just want to have spend time with God, pray, study, mm-hmm. go into a sober reflection around my life and yeah. all that. So, we went to the hotel in the evening for the birthday party. Cut long story short, it ended in one of the bloodiest fights I've seen in my life. Mm, wow. Like where people's hands, ears were cut. Wow. You know, cultist issues because mm. some of the people who came were cultists. We met, so it was a crazy. It was a crazy, and I was looking myself at my age, a small boy like me. I'm involved in this kind of life. <laughs> like I just told myself, if I continue with this life, how where will I end up? Imagine. So it was just after that day. It was I just went into. In fact. They were hunting for us. I wow. had to run out of school for some weeks. Wow. You know, travel to another school to stay with a friend until the whole issue was sorted. Because a friend of mine cut someone's ear off, hmm. you know, and just it was just crazy. Just because I didn't listen, I didn't, I, I, I wasn't strong-willed, wow. right? So, but thankful enough, when I travel, when I when I ran out of school that period, I made a decision that nobody would for one i will cut off from them totally yeah. fully yeah fully that was my yeah. 200 level seconds i will cut off from them fully yeah. secondly nobody would make unless god nobody will make me ever change a decision i've made about certain things i don't want to do anymore and since then that has really helped shape me it has really helped. The trajectory from then after making that decision was a different one. The speed, everything I lost, it was like a recovery. I went back to God in prayers, asked for forgiveness, rededicated my life to God, and it was a new me. 
thankfully enough, I came back to school and I just met a friend. Someone just came to meet me in class and said, I've been listening to you in class the way you ask questions. I want us to start a study group. That changed the direction of my life. I got two new friends who were born again, who were focused on academics. In fact, the foundation I laid with those guys is what has pushed and positioned me today where I am. At that time, we started traveling for conferences. It was just a different trajectory. Everything just changed because I changed the sort of friends I was moving around with. It wasn't really about what, uh, which food to eat or which, 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 which girls hosted to visit again. It was now about, you know, what sort of economic policies can we recommend for what Nigeria is going through. As at that time, we were young, but we were already thinking from a global perspective. We were already beginning. So my 300 level and 400 level was full of impactful activities, and that is what has shaped me into what I am today. It covered for the mess that happened in my 100 and 200 level, but thank God for grace. Thank God for, you know, forgiveness. I was able to start on a, on a, on a fresh slate, and God granted me speed. Yeah. It's never too late, no matter how deep you are involved in any sort of thing. You need to just sit down, make a decision, ask God for grace, and stick to that your decision you've made. Yeah. There is no mess you've entered. There is no relationship that you, you, are, you can say you are stuck. You, you have the power. The willpower is in your hands to be able to say, it ends now. And this is the sort of relationship I want to begin to cultivate. When you think in a particular frame, you attract those kind of people. When you think about godly relationship, when you think about relationship that will propel you to succeed, to excellence, these are the kind of people you you, you need to be deliberate about friendship. No, friendship should not be forced upon you. Friendship should be by choice. And I could remember one word that... My elder sister was who was who is like who was who is like a mentor to me always says. She says, play now. When you are in your teenage and your young adult life, she says, play now and pray later. Or you pray now and play later. It's a decision and choice that you need to make. He said that you are playing away your life at this stage, this teenage stage, and then you will pay for it later by praying and praying. Oh, you devote your time now and invest it and pray so that later in life, you'll be relaxed and you'll be playing. It's a choice that everybody needs to make. There are sacrifices that need to be made at your, in your teenage and your young adult life. If you don't make those sacrifices, you will pay for it later. The sacrifices of self-discipline, the sacrifice of focus, the sacrifice of choosing to do the right thing, even when it's not popular. These are difficult choices to make, but believe me, they always, at the end, they always pay off. So one lesson I learned, really, is that the sort of friends you keep, it matters a lot. And the decision you make, you have the willpower, you can make any decision, and you can stick with it. Okay. Well, that's, that's, a, lot. that's a lot to digest. So that takes me to our next question. Are there any lessons that you have learned, you know, across the years that you want to hand, which you, I think you've, you've already done justice to that. So yeah, I, think I, I think I should move to the next question. 
What were the price you had to pay to get to where you are today? Okay, so I think the the major price I paid was the was the price of self discipline and so I would say self discipline and I will, it it covers different areas. One, it covers sleep. I I could from my three hundred level from what I told you I changed friends and started on a particular course that you know has brought me to where I am today. I could I could basically count how many times I laid on my bed between in my three hundred and four hundred level, and I was so committed to studying beyond even my academic books and developing core skills computer how to use the computers at that time these were things i was committed to devotedly working on during holidays i was going on i was traveling on research self-sponsored research nobody was asking for it but just wanted to learn how researches were conducted because of the discipline i was so essentially the sacrifices were the sacrifice of sleep the sacrifice of food the sacrifice of 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 it's not bad to have social life but there must be more dressing so the sacrifice of having to stay in your room friday night saturday night without going out the sacrifice of you know rejecting invite from friends for parties these were sacrifices i had to make they were at that point some difficult but you know i just knew that they were going to pay off and particularly i was reading one night and I was reading one night and I just went into a trance and God told me specific, it was so clear, it was too real, that what people struggle to achieve during the day, I would deliver it to you on a platter, on, on a platter at night. And I always observed, it was a confirmation about what I observed about myself that I could achieve more at night. I'm not saying everybody should, you know, everybody has to 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 toe that line but what i'm saying is that you need to be able to understand yourself and what works for you for me i'm a night person what i could achieve within four hours at night you know during the day i could struggle to achieve it working eight hours ten hours so it was obvious that i had to maximize my night life so it was very, it was imperative that i optimized it so the discipline of that that's that discipline of sleep don't be deceived if you don't optimize your night time. Don't be deceived. If you don't optimize it, you will not leave that indelible mark and the sense of time that you envisage you want to leave. If you only if you are only a day person, you know what happens during the day. You are there, you're just you are just restricted to that day time. You will you would make progress to a certain level. You can take this to the bank, all high flyers, all everybody you see making significant impacts today. They always optimize their night time. Because when men are sleeping, you need to do that extra work. You need to go that extra mile for you to be extra. If you want to be the ordinary, good and fine. You know, stick within the ordinary. But if you want to be that extra, you want to be that... In that field, you want to be that exceptional person. You need to do the exceptional. The time people are sleeping, you need to be there grinding. I tell people, you need to put that head on the grinding stone and grind it. You know? 
But what that means is that you need to just apply yourself in a way people are not applying themselves. You need to just go that, you need to put in that extra effort. When you sit down on that table and you are feeling sleepy, no problem. Sleep on the table, wake up, continue. When you are reading the book, you're feeling dizzy, stay there. After some time, your eyes will be clear. It will, so your body conditions yourself. Because sometimes I hear people say, oh, anytime I just take book at night, I fall asleep. Anytime I just take a book at you see, it's not going to be easy the first time. But you see, the way our body system is structured, you can actually structure your body to behave in a certain way. When I begin, when I read, when there was a time I was reading, I was working every day between 10 p.m. and 3 a.m. The days I will not work, these times I'm always still active, even when I don't want to work. There was a time I started waking up by 2 a.m. at night to work till maybe 6 a.m. and sleep. Those times, any day I sleep, no matter how tired I am, when it's 2 a.m., there was an internal alarm in my body that wake me up. So you need to develop yourself and have a routine to the extent that there is an internal alarm. When I tell myself I'm waking up 4 a.m., I don't need an alarm. It wakes me up. You need to discipline yourself to that level. Where you can tell yourself, this is the time I will wake up. And your body responds to it. You need to drive yourself to that level. So yes, it's good to rest. Don't get me wrong. It's good to rest when you need to rest. But you need to always always go the extra mile it is that extra mile that makes the difference is that that's what sets you apart from that's what sets you apart um from from you know from the crowd because <laughs> the competition is rift the competition is high the competition is you know the competition for spaces for slots for admission for work for everything is there it is the people the persons who go the extra mile you know that is what will determine how successful that you'll be. Hmm. Thank you very much. Yeah, so this uh, is, is so inspiring. It's also so much to take in. Uh, uh, Mr. Mike, you're really doing justice to to all the questions, and your life is really a testimony. Like the stories, we need to learn and glean. So I'll just take my last question, which is, what have been your wins so far we want to know we want to know so that we can be inspired because of you know your principles or you just mentioned that you, most times you 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 are awake in the night you walk through the night and all that so we want to know your wins and the decisions you make to guide your life what are your wins just let us know give us okay, in so... details don't mind your words <laughs> All right, let me see. So, what would I say are my wins? So, my biggest win uh, so far has been, so in my current position as, um, in my current position as a senior special assistant to a governor from a state where I do not come from, I think that is enough proof to you about the things I've been saying. You see, the issue of, if you if you are if you are if you are when the bible talks about yes man yes thou a man you know who is gifted in a particular thing he said he shall stand before kings and not ordinary men when you are there's a level of there's a level of skill that you acquire there's a level of training you've put yourself through the level of skill you've gotten it doesn't matter where you come from at that time 
it doesn't matter your background kings will look for you but you see that process it's not easy that process of training yourself is not easy but when you are skilled when you are able to go through that process at the end of the day kings will look for you so my biggest win has really been at the end of the day that i could sit and advise a governor on how to you know manage the economy and investment of a particular state there are other wins but i think for now that is one of at least one of the wins i could really point to to just really demonstrate to you that you know the path i'm talking about the path of disciplining yourself the path of you know the, be, be, being able to sharpen yourself in that particular area you've said that is what you want to do that part that part of you know having clarity of having having this focus and clarity that part of you know depriving yourself of certain ephemeral things and thinking about your future that part pays off it will at the end of the day always pays pay off so i think that has been my biggest win and in fact what i what i could what i could not in terms of and let me even just quickly buttress by saying this even when i started working it was a painful process but it was also the salary didn't make much sense uh, you know people were saying oh you needed to earn more than this and all that but i was committed to that work i gave it my best and I knew where I was heading. I knew I was learning on that particular job. That job, that job, you know, further sharpened my skills and positioned me for where I am today. And what I earn in a month now covers for what I would earn in a year in that what I what I earned in a year in that particular job. So what I'm saying is at the end of the day, these things they pay off. And you must always be conscious of where you are heading to. Don't be there are a lot of distractions on the way to your destiny. There are a lot of distractions. There are a lot of turns that will come up. But you need to maintain a laser focus. And I will stop with this. You need to maintain a, a sharp focus. At every point in time, ask yourself, where do I want to go? What does God want me to do? What do I really want to? How do I get there? What do I really need to do? This part I am faking, will it take me there? Or will it derail me? This friendship I am entering, will it take me there? Or will it derail me? This phone call I am having, this this movie I am watching, this anything I'm doing, will it will it take me to, towards the direction I am going to? This this relationship I am in currently, it looks very sweet. Oh, you know, I know about the, how the teenage love things. Yes, and the young adult love, you know, boyfriend girlfriend things. You need to always ask yourself, where is this taking me to? Sit down and assess. Anytime you are with that your, that person that you, you say you love, you know, or what sort of conversation are you guys having? Is it a conversation that is a defined? Is it a conversation that is positioning you on the path of your destiny and what God wants you to be? So you must maintain that level of that level of focus, dedication, and commitment. That is the key to success. You will hear of a lot of people say there are no jobs, there are no jobs. I can tell you. There are people who are looking for people to employ for the past four or five months. They can't get them. I sit with them every day and they're telling me, I want to employ someone, but we can't find people. 
not because there are no job applicants, but because we're not finding people who have trained, who have, who have, who have trained themselves and sharpened their skill, who are committed that can fit into these roles. So what I'm telling you is that there are opportunities. Your future is bright. You're clear on where you want to go to, but beware of distractions. Beware of idle talk. Beware of idle activities that do not contribute. You see, there is a time for everything. Look at how the look at how the day works. There's a time when it is dark. There's a time when it is bright. There's a time for planting. There's a time for reaping. There's a time for everything under the sun. If you do the wrong thing at the wrong time, you will reap what you will reap will be the wrong thing. If you do the wrong thing at the right time, you will still reap the wrong thing. If you do the right thing at the wrong time, you will still reap the wrong thing. You need to you know, do the right thing at the right time. At every stage of your life, you need to ask yourself, at this stage of my life, what should I be doing? This thing I'm doing, how is it contributing to the ultimate purpose of God for my life? How is it contributing to my vision and focus, what I want to achieve? How is it contributing to it? If it's not contributing to it, cut it off. Don't waste time. You need to be strong-willed about this. Don't be emotional about it because it is your destiny that is at stake. There are destinies that have been derailed because of the lack of discipline, the lack of commitment, the lack of patience to do the right thing at the right time. So we must be very careful and we must be very deliberate about these things. You must hold it doggedly. Hold it to your chest. People will laugh at you at some point in time. But don't worry, you will have the last laugh. And that last laugh is the longest laugh and the sweetest laugh. Oh, you're not so shy. You don't know how to dance. You don't know how to do this. Oh, you don't even know. You've not kissed the boy before. Oh, you've not kissed the girl before. Don't worry. You are going to have the last laugh and your laugh will be the sweetest. Yeah. Thank you very much. And that's so, so, so. Uh, I've had a swell time with you. It has been a lovely, lovely outing. You, you, you didn't mention how highly sought after you, you are by the high and mighty in Nigeria. Mr. Mike is very, very highly sought after in, in Nigeria by so many, many important men and women. You can name it. You can name it. Yeah. So um, we are glad to have you as our guests. And um, I believe that we are all inspired and will make the right changes in our lives. And um, yeah. So thank you, Mr. Mike. Mr. Mike is the senior research economist. He's a senior research economist. He's the senior special assistant to the governor of Nasara State Government on investment and economic planning. Thank you, Mr. Mike. And hope to have you again in maybe subsequent episodes. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. See you at the top. Yeah, thank you. And um, it's another lovely um, day, and we're on Tins Talk. Um, yeah, I have so I have two guests, and they're so so dear to me. And um, we're gonna be talking a lot of, about love. This is Valentine's season, so we're gonna be talking about um, love, lust, infatuation. What are they really what do they really mean how can we know when someone really loves us or 
how can you know when someone is just lusting after you and all that or when is infatuation so we're going to clarify all that and answer all you know those questions in your mind and here with me today is peace Peace is someone who has had so many cases, you know, she has handled a lot of people, cancelled a lot of people on relationships, and she's here today to, you know, fill this space with wisdom, some wisdom. Peace, you're welcome. Thank you very much. Also here we have Emmanuel. Emmanuel is also another person who is passionate about, you know, our young generation. He's been doing a lot of great works and um, today we have him here. He's going to be talking about love too. So we're going to be getting the male perspective from him. Emmanuel, you're welcome. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, so... Um, so let's start with our first question. Let's try it. This, this love thing there... I don't understand. Many people have their own definition of love. So I don't know what what could be what what do you think love really is if you're to define it to a layman now, what what would you describe love as? Um maybe I should start with peace. Alright, thank you very much. If I want to define love, I'll simply say love is a genuine interest in a person. You know, that seeks to increase the person, improves the person's value and worth, and not to diminish whatever value the one already has. Thank okay. you. Okay. I think that that sounds really the value, like somebody comes into your life and increases the value, the worth of that person, you know, by coming into that person's life. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Ima, what do you think about the definition like she gave? Yeah, absolutely. She's right. Like positivity, value. She's on point. Mm, so if you define love, what would you say love is? Yeah, to me, I think love, first and foremost, coming from the biblical aspect, is God on its own. So you can't tell me that you have love when you don't have God. But generally looking at love, you need to understand the place of like she said value mm -hmm. and you need to understand the place of positivity uh. and impact uh. so love to me i think it's it value and impact uh. it value and impact because if you get into someone's life and the person's life starts getting like decreasing that means there's nothing called love yeah there's nothing called love yeah. so we need to say like upward movements not yeah. downward movement yeah. when it comes to love so that's what i think yeah i think so too because somebody coming into your life is making an impact in your life either positively or negatively right yeah, sure. so um, when person loves you there's a sense of positivity around that person and you can see the results in your life like you, you find out that you, you're making progress in in a lot of things and all that because the person is in there to improve your life i think that's the beginning of love because you know if you go by a christian faith you say love when when jesus comes into your life you know there's an increase in your life there's something better he brings to the table right yeah, sure. so for me my own perspective of love is about giving okay. and when it comes to giving it just sums up what you're saying as per giving like value increasing you. you know increasing you what are you bringing to the table 
what is your other person bringing to the table? Are you bringing something that is going to improve me or devalue me? You know, some people don't understand the worth of gold. Yeah. It's someone who comes into your life that understands, you know, that worth and now improves on it. You get so yeah. love to me is giving. What am I giving? I'm giving you my time. I'm giving you myself. I'm giving you my emotions. You understand? I'm giving you what I know, my intellect. So it's I'm giving you so many things. So many things is involved when it comes to love. So it's is a big, is a very big, um, a very big word yeah. that we need to really understand. But you know this this thing about um, people can just come out one day and say I love you. They'll see you one day on the streets. For the first time and then they will come and tell <laughs> the girl i love you you know i mean is that true love is that really love if someone just sees you like they say um someone can fall in love at first sight like it's possible for, for someone to fall in love with someone at first sight is it true well, well first of all i want to say that when people say when people use the word falling in love that's I don't know, they are abusing the word. Let me say there's nothing like falling in love. We grow in love. So first of all, and that's where the deceit even comes in. For somebody to just see you the first time, knows nothing about you, and tells you I'm falling in love with you, I'm in love with you. It's not possible. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say a person can't see you now and then love you. Of course, if you are a Christian and a true child of God, love should be your nature because... The nature of God is love. So, and the Bible says in the book of, I think, First John, that he who loves not does not know God. So, you love everybody. So, but this special kind of love that we're talking about, of course, you know, love is in, how many types of love do we have? Is it three or four? We have the, <laughs> the, the agape, which is the God kind of love. We have the filia, is it the relationship, blood, and then we have the erotic love. So, and if we're talking about that, a person cannot just meet you for the first time and tell you. But do you think love should be defined based on those things like erotic, filial, and all that kind of love? Do you think love should be fragmented uh, based to that? Yeah. Oh, based on that. Well, love, first of all, like uh, Emmanuel said, that God is love. So, love first of all god is love you know actually depends on the the how would i say the relationship god kind of love you have towards everybody then when you say the failure your own family the erotic of course we're talking about partners but for you know those people who pray on guys who pray on a naive young teenage girls and all that a guy coming to meet you for the first time and say i'm in love with you it's it's a lie it's a lie. Sometimes it is lost. Sometimes it is a fatuation. Imagine, what do you think? Is it true? <laughs> that somebody that a guy just comes to meet a lady. It happens to ladies most, most times. So if a guy comes to meet a lady for the first time and be like, I've, I'm so in love with you. Like, Deeply in love. Like, yeah, and you're just seeing the person for the first time and you're, you're saying, man, as in, I fell in love with you at already. first sight, you know. What, what do you think from from a male perspective? I want exactly. to know what, what's, 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 what's the working of the mind, the mind of a man? Yes, of the man. Well, uh, to me, I don't know it works for some people. Mm-hmm. Like meeting somebody for the first time and loving the person, like love at first sight. 
there's a difference between being being in love with someone and loving someone. You can exactly. love someone and and not be in love with the person. Okay. So there are two different things. So okay. another thing. Can you explain that part? I really want to know. <laughs> okay, you can actually love someone. For example, I love my mom dearly. Okay. But that doesn't mean I'm in love with her. Okay, I see. Okay. <laughs> I see. So stuff like this. So when it comes to you seeing a lady for the first time, can you see can you see a food if not for the first time and just love the food without tasting it first? Mm. But okay. do, do do people love food? Do you love food or you like food? Now, do you like the lady at first sight or you love the lady at first sight? Okay. You like the lady. You like the lady at first sight. Yeah. Not the okay. So that's, that's where it comes. Yeah. So for me, I really don't know how it plays out. But stuff like that, okay, let me put it like this. You need to know where you're coming from. If I'm coming from the perspective of frustration, frustration I would need attention. So mm. I would think my attention is love. Mm. When, like when comes, someone gives the attention, yeah, yeah. anything that comes as at that moment, I will be seen it as attention. Mm. I'll be seen it as love. Mm. So, in as much as that person is taking my word as at that moment, I will just assume that I'm in love. Most of because as at that moment, to an extent, our object is sent, um, body, brain, and everything. It's not active. Mm. It is just directed to one perspective, mm. which is love. Mm. Imagine me just breaking up with my girlfriend for the first time. And I just walked up to someone. Okay, I was walking on the road and I almost fell. And the lady just said, oh, sorry. That's what they love. Can just make me fall in love with her. Fall in love? Fall in love with her oh, in terms. Okay. But truth being told, the person did not, I did not actually fall in love with her. I just liked her as a dad. Okay, so what, from what I'm picking from what you're saying is um, that um, it's a process. Yes, it's a you, process. You can't just say love. You have grown at the first time yeah. you met the person. Exactly. It, there is a process of um, attraction, like knowing, and you know, There's from the like. Too. Yeah. Then you know the person, and then fall. Is yeah. it fall in love with the person, or you love the person? You love the you person. Love the person. The person you grow in love. Okay. Then when you now love the person, you now grow in love. Yeah, love. the process is longer. <laughs> it's just like anything that you want to be fame. This is the aspect of all the. Um, let's look at it from building a house and cooking. Okay. What is I can't just. <laughs> I can't just come and say, oh, I want to build the house, I want to start from the roof. Mm. No, mm. I have to start from the foundation. Mm. Mm. I can't just say, okay, I want to cook um, rice or let's say spag. And I'm going to start with the palm, or I'm going to say palm oil first. Although it depends. But what I'm trying to say is, this steps, maybe this is a gradual process. So what you're saying now is that love takes time to build. To build. If it takes time to get to that place where you can now say, I love this, this person. person. Yeah, and that's, that's only if you are ready to go through the process. Because mm. this generation, we're not ready to take that process. Yeah. We just want already made. I think I think that's where uh, you know people just want to be car- they are carried away actually yeah, yes by yes, yes, what they see. That takes me to the question of 
lost. Okay. How do you describe lost? Uh, I love the definition you gave. Yeah, when when you were telling me about um, lost. So okay. I think yes, explain it further because you know he now mentioned that people don't want to go through the process. Okay. And once you don't go through that process, it means mm. you're taking the route of lost. You have shortcuts. Yes. So for that's the lost. Initial. Yeah. For the present gratification as mm. a now now. So okay, so to explain the word lost, let's understand um, John three sixteen. Like I'll go back to what Emmanuel said that you can't talk about love without talking about God. Okay, so but though when it comes to to erotic kind of love, we might not all just center it on that based on the fact that there are people who don't who are not born again yet and of course they do love their spouses but that aside so when you look at john 3 16 god said the bible says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but what have everlasting life so you can see that loving the world loving us god has the future in view he was futuristic like he had an eternal plan so, whosoever loves you has your eternal destiny in view. Mm. You understand? The person thinks about what you're becoming in the future, thinks about your career choice, where it's going to land you, thinks about the choices. Do you understand? It's not here to suck you. Like, like um, what you're saying now is that the person actually sees where you're going to be. Exactly. It mainly gets to know you, like, have an interaction with you. Exactly. He can be able to play, see himself. He his the eyes from the now. Yeah. He sees, focuses it on He or she know, sees the role he can play. Play. To make your future a good a possibility. Exactly. You understand? So, yeah. I guess that's what you're saying, right? Yes. So, the last thing, you know, people don't really know when they are lost in. It's about now. So, yeah is it the lost lost is about now it's having a strong you know when you say lost actually it's not just the area of sex or romance or whatever no lost is having a strong wrong desire for something very strong one that is like you want to gratify it now you understand when a person lost for thing the person takes the wrong roads to get there that's why when you see young teenage boys go into it's more like doing des desperation, desperation. Or want it now now and that's why love cannot lead to rape lust can lead to rape okay. because you want to gratis gratify that sexual desire yeah. now it's yeah. about now that means you're saying now is that if someone really loves you he won't want to cut corners by mm -hmm. having sex with the mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. You understand? Because that is going he to want to go through the process of, you it's, know, it's exactly liking you, getting to know exactly. you better, exactly. um, you know, you know, growing, growing, growing in love, growing together, protecting you. Exactly. So he wants to break your it's, it's, your privacy or your sexual privacy and all that. Exactly. Okay. So lust is just about the now. Do you understand? He so wants to get what you can get now. Desire. It's yeah. about. It's about now. What what is going to satisfy me now? What is he going that? to get now? Now, now, like. But okay, I think a, a good example of that is the story of Ammon and Tamar. Ammon and Tamar, the son of uh, David and the stepsister, right? Okay. When Ammon, so the Bible makes us understand that he 
loved his sister so much that he fell sick and then he didn't know what to do and a friend gave him the wrong advice and he pretended to be sick was he truly sick or he actually pretended to be sick okay anyway we know that whichever way it is he was sick either by acting or truly sick and then the friend said he okay i think he pretended actually or something the friend said he should pretend to be sick and then he should tell the father to release his sister to come cook or make some whatever for him and then when the sister got there you know lust makes you lose your senses actually lust is not thinking but love thinks lust does not think it's about now lust does not use the is it the, the mind it doesn't use the head at all and then when the sister came he forced the sister to have, even when the sister was trying to tell him, if you talk, you know, oh, during the Old Testament, you can actually marry your stepsister, right? Yeah. Good. So when the when Tamar told him to go, you know, liaise with the king, and then probably she'll be given to him as a wife. But that one did not enter him. Why? Something needed a satisfaction now, now. Yeah, you know, Do you get my point? Like, like the, now, now. But love would wait. You said something about... Lost love is patient it waits okay yeah, thank you lost is now yeah now so what will all this could happen if we don't get what we wanted as at that moment as at that moment good if you don't get what you want as at that moment later you'll be happy you did not get it do you understand because see you see one thing with lost once you satisfy that desire or that urge right okay. after uh, af okay this question is going to even take me deeper into the story of Amma and Tamar so once you don't get what you want at that time you'll later be happy but you see one thing we lost once you can fulfill that desire or you gratify what your flesh is seeking for lusting for at that point mm -hmm. the sorrow that comes with it it's always worse than the initial feeling. Do you understand? The Bible will make us understand that after Amon had his way with Tamar Hey, that the hatred he now had for her was worse than the love that he initially thought he had for her that made him forcefully sleep with his sister. You know, once I came to realize this, for lost, yeah. we don't think of the consequences mm -hmm. that comes along. Like, we just want to start. It like, is start about now. It's at as, the as in the hot soul. As in the hot soul. Yeah. Like they don't want to care, they don't care, they don't want to think about the consequences. Mm. Like what comes after. Yeah. But for love, love is patient. It waits. Love waits and love thinks. Yeah, like, because it's, a, think it's of futuristic. Future, yeah. yeah, futuristic. Okay, what if I do this thing now? What will happen mm. in the next five minutes? Exactly. What will happen in the next one month? Mm. What will happen in the next one year? What will happen in the next ten years? Like when you love someone, you think like a king. Mm. But when you lost after after someone, you think like a slave. Mm. But you be a king in your eyes. Mm. Like when you lost after someone, yeah. you always think you are a king. Okay. But on you, you are okay. a slave. You think like a slave. Okay. So, Whatever takes controls of you, you are a slave to that thing. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Slave, slave to definitely. I think you're right. Talking about you are bringing in royalty now to the topic of love, lust, and infatuation, right? Yes. Do you know those days, king's daughters, they are dressed in royal apparels. Do you understand? So now, when Amon defiled his sister, do you know she actually tore that cloth off her? Because it's dishonored. Yes, it was already kind of dishonored and you know she was devoured and all that so that is it you should understand that lust tends to satisfy what you feel now and john you you know something when you fall in for lust when you refuse to be futuristic when you do not understand the place of what love truly is okay. do you understand and then you just want to you you're lost in you want to gratify the flesh immediately. You always exchange your gold, your your gold for silver, and it's it's not worth it. You understand? And trust me, you see, when you're lusting after a thing and you want to satisfy it, it doesn't take few seconds, and you've got what you want. But the sorrow is sometimes is always maybe for a very long time. Yeah. Now you should understand that both ways, either love, lust, infatuation, the results are always futuristic. Yes. Do you understand? Each one has a result. Do you understand? The Bible says that you should not be a profane person like Esau, who sold his birthright for a morsel of bread. And, and later on, he sought for it with tears. And the Bible says he could not find it. Do you understand what that means? Now, he too, it was about lust. His own wasn't uh, sexual morality, but I think now I'm actually surprised that the Bible likened what he did to immorality. Don't be a profane person like Esau, who sold his birthright for a morsel of bread. And later, afterward, he sought for it with tears. And the Bible says what? That he could not find it. It was about now, now. I mean, people fast for crying out loud. But he was just too hungry to think. And the man said before that lust does not think. Now I'm seeing it clearly. So clearly, actually, sorry, clearly, actually, from the Bible that lust does not think. Do you understand? He was so he was hungry that even funny enough, Jacob even spilled it out to him that if you agree to give me your better, I mean, at the sound of that word birthright you should turn back do you get yes you should exactly. not you should turn back hearing birthright involved you should turn back do you understand but Esau went for that to say what is birthright to me it's a ban now like my stomach needs this porridge now are you seeing lost it's a bad now okay you know let me get something for me now a situation by one is lost lost in after someone okay you know at that moment you wouldn't know that you lost him okay and that's the truth truth being told most times most people don't know they lost in after someone all right because if i want to eat rice now okay there's nothing you can tell me yeah i must eat that food like if it's yam i want to eat as at this present moment like now mm. I must go for it. Yeah. I wouldn't have lost him for the for young. Okay. Like to me, I I'll be thinking I'm desiring for the best thing for me. Mm. Imagine a twelve years old boy uh, lost after. Mm. Can you lost after a car? Like car. Yeah. Like I'm lost to drive a car. Is it like that? Yeah, that's a lost lost of the eyes. 
Okay, that's lots of the idea. Yeah, okay, now, like, lots no. to get a car. Like, mm. I want to get a car. I said, that's one, that's the best thing for me. Like, I believe it's such a thing by if I get it or when I get it, mm. I'll be a king on it. Okay. Now, my question goes thus How do one, like, how do someone differentiate between lusting and loving? Apart from the now, because even if I'm seeing from the perspective of now, Okay. That's now for me is okay. the best okay. because I would even see that that now as something that was not like good good for me. Okay. Because truth truth being told, anything I'm desiring for, like I'm lusting after, mm. I wouldn't want to see the uh the other side the of it. Pros and cons. Yeah, I would want to see that aspect. Yeah. I would only be seeing the good as like the benefits of that stuff to me. Now this one from the aspect of sexual immorality now. Okay. If I'm lusting after a lady, mm-hmm. when a guy is lusting after a lady, all what all what he would want as at that moment would be to have sex with the lady. Yeah. For that short period of time, having sex is the best thing that that's ever happened to the guy or that okay. would ever happen to the guy. That would happen to him at yeah. that time. Because he wouldn't see that oh this is not good enough, this is bad, it shouldn't be. He wouldn't see that. Yeah. So in a situation yeah. like that, how do a girl, how do one know that, okay, this is lost and not love, like truly, this okay. is lost. Okay, okay, now look at it. See, the thing is, when people can have sex with people they don't love, that is lost. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah, sure. People like, they, they don't love them. They are not seeking to add any value to them. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Like they can't even do anything freely for you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yes. Because you can't claim to love a lady and you cannot be of an assistance to her except she gives you her body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is lost. It's not love. Like we said, love is a proper valuation of a thing. Okay. Do you get? Like God, he... He, no, he weighed you. Do you understand? He weighed you. You know, before when they want to sell things, they scale them, they put them on scale. God placed you on scale to know what you worth, and then He knew the price to pay for you. Okay, you know, I Do you that's something that to my mind now. Okay, I think lost have to do with I, while yeah. love have to do with we. Yeah, it depends on what you are lost for. If you lost it for something. Mm-hmm. It's just about you alone. As yeah. That's what means. Oh, okay. I, I thought you. I, no, I, 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 I yeah. yeah. Me, myself, and yeah. I, yeah, I strangler. Like, when you lost in after something or someone, mm-hmm. it's just about yourself. Thank you. But when you love someone, it's about, it's about the, person. the other person. Like we. Yeah, yeah. Like, we cons- all. I have to person. consider your feelings. So, I have so, to consider yeah. everything. Like so, I think people need to understand that mm-hmm. that means lost in after someone means you're also selfish. Not means you are also. It means you, you are, are selfish. selfish. Like when you lost mm. after something or someone, you are selfish, mm. maybe. So mm. what's the difference between lost and infatuation? What would you say is the difference? Or are they similar? Like they are. I think they are because infatuation is a short fantasy. Okay. Mm. It's a yeah. short fantasy obsession. Yeah. Obsession. Like so. um. If a lady lacks uh, attention and maybe she went for a camp program or like an event and she met a guy and the girl was just like 
open or naturally give her attention without anything attached to it. Before you know, Patricia starts coming. She starts getting infatuated. Fantasy. Like she looks like wow, I something you missed so much. Why is this one that is giving so, you that stuff? Yeah. So would you say uh, people who have crushes? Would you call that infatuation? <laughs> you know, this is my crush. And you know one thing about having a crush? You never seem to forget the person. The person is always on your mind. You understand? So would you call that infatuation? Or what would you say? Or would you call it lost? This one is deep. Well, for crush, to me, I think it has been abused. Yeah. Crush has been abused. Why would you say that? But first of all, let's answer my question first before we go to it being abused. So, would you call it infatuation or lust? Well, as for me, I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't. How would, would you call it? Oh gosh, I really, I really don't know for me. Because I think crush is a word on its own. Okay. No, no, like no, it's no. a community on its own. Just like infatuation is a community on its own. I think crush has to do with infatuation, infatuation. because you become obsessed. Like sometimes you just no, you can't you just, Thank you. That's that was that's why I said for me it's not infatuation. Because it's, it's just being a crush, this is always on your mind. Said, it's obsessional. This is why I said it's been abused. Is people imagine, play on that word. Imagine a, a a twenty year old lady called it two year old but oh look at my crush. <laughs> no, 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 that, one, that one is play play now. <laughs> that's what, that's and like, that's what I'm saying that people play on that word. No, no, no. Okay, for that being abused, I agree. But That's, now, for the facts that you that call someone crush. a crush, this is the real crush. What would you call that? Would you call it lost or no, infatuation? I, I wouldn't think that it's lost. I think it is the second. Infatuation. I think so, yeah. Because one, most people that you even crush on, they are people that you've not seen before. Most Thank times, you. like never seen before. <laughs> That's why I still refuse to agree that you it can is crush on a Korean guy as a lady. <laughs> yeah, I never thought so. Just seeing the person on movies. movie, start crushing. I never, I never thought you could crush on someone you've not seen Strongly. before. No, it happens like it does on movies. Just seeing as a lady, just a lady as a guy. Just seeing a lady's picture it's, alone, you start crushing the lady. Wow. Like seriously. You know when you, you feel mean, a person has your qualities. It's obsession now. What, what, what other thing would you call it? You've been dying to I meet with the guy different. or with the lady. But time with the time I'm talking about, you just oh, you uh, touch my girl. You, know, you just I play on you know? time. Just, <laughs> just to. Okay. So so how? But this how? can also be an infatuation. So it's possible. It yeah. depends on the prog- progress. <laughs> okay. You it's see, the progress. American English uh, dictionary says to have a feeling of romantic love for someone, especially someone you do not know well. So, I, like you said, it has been abused. Just a play on word. Like, okay, so you don't know the person well, you but might you have strong feeling, feelings for the it's person. It's not a strong feeling. Really, be strong. Maybe the person just has your kind of qualities that you do like in an opposite sex. Uh, something like, oh, wow. It's not just about opposite sex, everything. Uh, yes, I've heard this Most my woman crush. Yeah, this my woman crush. This my baby so crush. Now, now, how would you advise for, especially a young person, to manage, you know, this thing called love? Because when you speak to a young person and they have a crush on someone, they'll be like, "I love this person." Or sometimes they could be in a relationship with somebody and they'll be like, "I really love this person. I cannot let the person go." That's obsession, infatuation. It's not love. How how would you advise emotions? 
how would you advise a young person now who's emotionally obsessed about if if you meet a young person how would you advise them about love about you know these topics we've raised now love lust and infatuation how would you advise them Ima. Well, first thing I would say, never take your heart on the journey without your brain. <laughs> never do that. Your brain must be active. Must be active. Your head. Never, I repeat, never take your heart on the journey without your brain. If your heart is leading the road, <laughs> I'm sorry for you. Mm. Like, if your heart is the only thing. Mm. But leading the road. Mm. <laughs> you are already you be led by your emotion. Yeah. As a damn man. Yeah. Like you wouldn't care what happens. Yeah. So first thing, never take your heart on your journey. Mm. Without your brain. Everything about your brain, your heart, your mind, everything should be active. Mm. And you don't rush things. Mm. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't rush things. Like you look at process. You look at the past, you look at the present, and you look at the future. Mm, yeah. Before you start rushing to like I said, you don't even rush things at all. Mm. The issue of love is not something we should even take lightly, and at the same time, we should even take lightly. Mm. In the sense that <laughs> I don't want to say love has been abused too. I would <laughs> want to say that. Even love on its own has been abused. Please, what would you advise? Well, first of all, I, I will say love is not abused, but just misunderstood. They misunderstand what is not love for love. So, because if they have an understanding of it, you can't abuse what you have understanding of. Yeah, true. So, then, then to my advice for young people, first of all, you have to understand that you grow up to a certain age and it's just normal for you to have feelings. Mm. It's normal for you to have emotions. Mm. The understanding begins from that point mm. that it is normal yeah. to have feelings. <laughs> you're not, you're not uh, an alien. Mm-hmm. You're not it's sick. normal Something to still have feelings you. for someone. It's what you do with the feelings mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, matters. The lady was crying, like seriously crying, that she was in church. She sat close to a guy and she was feeling something for him. I was like, did you touch the baby? The lady said, I'm not, why are you crying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you understand? Just like the crush we're talking about or something. Yeah. And she was feeling like she has seen. She did not sin. Of course, I do understand that Jesus said, if a man looks after a woman lustfully, that the man has already committed what with her adultery with her so i think you start from understanding yourself that it is just normal for me to have this feeling these emotions that i feel it is normal mm. from the understanding then i think is it look for where is it look to 24 i i did not give the right the the wrong scripture but the bible says that jesus said if a, a man wants to build a tour will first of all do what we mm. sit down and count the cost. the cost to see if we can finish it and then you should understand timing mm. understand the place of timing and then you should have a proper understanding of love so that you'll be able to design design who loves you mm. who is a player who is a who is being a uh, corny mm. who is deceptive if you have this understanding and then like your said which i totally agree with is 
don't just carry your heart along before you come and be crying they broke and massacre mm. your heart carry your head mm. use your head mm. your brain drag it along so that when your heart is telling you wow this guy is tall hairy and cute your brain will be telling you he's a liar <laughs> when your heart is telling you wow look at his six packs the guy is shabby your brain will be telling you my destiny is at stake my destiny is at stake <laughs> your brain you understand so actually if teenagers can grow up being you know understanding time because i don't know what a 16 years old should be doing with a boyfriend that's a wrong time here. i don't know what you are in ss2 for and you're having a boyfriend because of peer pressure you want to do what everybody is doing it is wrong you are not being sensitive that's a wrong timing you not even in high institution you are not some people even still graduate and they are single to stay graduate before they even you know hook up before they mingle ahead mm -hmm. uh -huh. so i don't know why you are rushing to mingle you should understand timing so these are ways you can avoid the speed falls of relationship and emotional or uh, how would i put it mm -hmm. emotional traumas do you understand so please drag your brain along mm -hmm. so when your heart is saying the guy is cute you know that goose that comes on you each time you see him like oh my god like it's like wow i'm going to just die today if this guy does not help me then your brain will be telling you that when you take him your school will do what will end there yeah if possible and maybe you are going to waste your time do you understand so just take your brain along understand timing then understand what love truly is i'll take it from there i like what you said about timing there's there's really time for everything yeah time for everything and one thing about timing is that when you introduce something that is not supposed to be at that time it's like you you've aborted something in future yeah. in your future yeah. it's just like um having an aborted child mm. you abort something in your future when you take in something that's not supposed to be at that time i used to give this analogy where you you are maybe 11 years old and they give you a car to drive is that car a blessing or a curse <laughs> even though it driving a car is good <laughs> a big cause and it's a, a cause now you won't enjoy it in fact all the risks are involved mm. it's just that's the same Red thing with the relationship the more the the fact that you're taking a you know a boyfriend or a girlfriend at this age as a teenager or a young adult when you're still in secondary school or you're in university it's like a, a an 11 year old driving a car that was given a car you the 11 year old is bound to have accident the 11 year old will be arrested yeah. <clears throat> will be arrested and all that so so there are many hazards there are many things in fact it means that the parent doesn't even love that child because you've given the person a death sentence giving that car you understand to the child thing, and all that another yeah. thing is the responsibility attached to yeah. it people don't understand that's why there's like, a responsibility like we said understand yeah. is the first thing yes. like as a secondary school a teenager how are you think like are you good to take off yourself alone? Apart from that, talk even in university taking, itself. Even yeah, in university, I talk about responsibility. Mm. If you've been given a car now, I am not being told about the responsibility that comes along yes, with yes. having a car. Yes. You mm. get you frustrated. Have fantasies. You the get fantasies. Like, along the line, you get so much frustrated. Yeah. And you just get tired of using a car. You prefer trekking or going with a cab 
than yeah. driving. Yes. The thing with the relationship. Yes. If it, if it's not the if it's not the right time for you as at that moment. There's a lot of responsibilities that come with having a relationship. And if you can't and it handle might drag it properly, you down. it will drag you. It might drag you down. It might get to that point where you would want to go back to being single. Like you will be missing being yes, single. Yes. And you want to go back to all just responsibility, like the enjoyment or what it what uh, singleness or single isn't like single comes with. <laughs> yeah. What it comes with. Yeah. So like the timing is very important. Yeah. You need to just understand everything that comes with time. Yeah. I also talk about was it you that mentioned about feelings? I think it was you, Emma. Yeah, feelings. I about you. I about you. Okay, feelings. Feelings is, is one thing that I'll call a lie. <laughs> yeah, so and you know, because a lot of us, even we had the, the same mistakes where we go by our feelings every time we feel um some certain way for a, a guy or a girl, you now feel like you cannot let go of that you person. Like love. You think it's love. Mm-hmm. Man, feelings lie. Feelings. It's, well, by them, it's very deceptive. In fact, that is the deception. Your feelings is your deception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, when you feel a certain way, you feel like you cannot let a guy go, or you cannot let a girl go. That's in that feeling. Your feeling is a lie. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. It's going to. It's going to mislead the you, derail you. Uh, you know, take you to where you don't want to, to be. It's to waste your time. Exactly. So when you have all those feelings, is it? They'll just put that feelings aside and tell tell yourself the truth that if you take on this thing or if you continue on that part of the relationship just know that you're going on a different route you from what your future ought to be so we need to be careful feelings is not love awakening love at this teenage age is not the right time and it comes with a lot of responsibilities so count your costs Okay, so on this note, we're going to end this broadcast. And thank you, Pete, for hanging out with us. We love what you shared with us. A lot, a lot, a lot to learn. Thank you so much, Peace. Thank you so much, Ima. You're welcome. Your wisdom is, you know, <laughs> we need to glean more and all that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And we're ending it now. Have fun. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Please don't lose your virginity for Valentine. Love you. All right. Bye. Thank you.